You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Get out there, play hard, enjoy those games. Welcome in to Go Big or Go Home. Happy holidays, everybody. I am the old man joined by the best Lego man in the world, Kevin Cunningham, a.k.a. Kid Cunny on Twitter. You know why I said that today, don't you, youngster? What did you call me? Lego man. Lego. Uh, Lego. Let the listeners know why I called you that. Yes. Yes, I'm not a uh, huge supporter of Legos, although if Lego wanted to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> endorse our show in any way obviously feel free reach out but <laughs> no i i say lego as in let's go because that's just something i say i say a lot of weird things but yeah. that's because that's what you that's what you millennials do you cut off letters you combine words you make brand new yep. words for this urban dictionary that's all a millennial thing you know like so, yeah. when i was growing up it's like cool cat like, we actually use real words, like, cool cat, what's up, stuff like that. We didn't do, like, Lego. We didn't do all the cool stuff that you guys do. Uh-huh. So, but, so, youngster, we actually put our minds together, and in conjunction with our virtual studio sponsor, Inner Peak Coffee Company, we are in such a giving mood during this holiday season that you, I, and in well, I guess you, I, and Interpeak Coffee are doing a holiday contest. Yep. It's get to know the youngster and old man giveaway. Like we're going to have six personal questions over the course of three shows. Very simply, all you have to do is listen to our show. Get the answers to the questions. Go on a social media site, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, I could add Instagram youngster because I did do a one for the show, but I got like two posts on there. I don't really do Instagram for the show much. So I think we'll limit it to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll put out a post after the show airs on the grueling truth. All you got to do is go answer the direct message, which means you have to then follow talking sports with the youngster and old man, send it to our DM, because we don't want all the answers floating around in the post. And any answers yeah, that you, are put you, in the post will be if deleted. You post your, if you post your answers, like on Twitter, if you reply, like, oh, here's the first question, here's the answer to it. Okay, uh, we're not going to, I shouldn't say we, because Troy is more in uh, control of our accounts than I am, but it just it, there, there will be no response. If, if answers are just given. So, yeah, follow the show, send a message. And that's, that's really all you have to do. I mean, you follow the show, you listen, 
you have the questions right in front of you. So follow along and send us a message of what the, yeah, the, the best The are. best thing is that somebody listening today, it might be our first show of 2021 because we're going to do that last show after the new year. That will be the third and final show. But the right. best thing about having it on Go Big or Go Home is our show is archived. So you don't have to like listen like religiously from week one, two, and three. You could listen to all three in one night, get the answers, right. go on the social media, find all the questions, and get a $25 gift card to Inner Peak Coffee, youngster. Unfortunately, our friends and family, they're not eligible because they know all the answers already. <laughs> they know all the answers. So friends they, and family they not some. eligible. They know some, Troy. One of the questions you have, which is for next week, actually two of them, um, are kind of interesting, and I had to ask you about one of them. <laughs> so they, they probably know the majority of them, yeah. Yeah, they would still have to listen, but we got to make it fair. But, again, yeah. $25, $25 gift card, everyone, to Interpeak Coffee. And here's the thing. Even if you don't like coffee, they have apparel and drinkware. And I put that in my post on LinkedIn. So they got some really cool mugs, traveling mugs. They've got some really cool sweatshirts, tank tops, T-shirts. They got a lot of things that are good for good good for you just to go. So, youngster, I'm going to let you take it away. Start the show. I actually have my work buzzing in, so I got to I got to answer this. Fair enough. Um, so, to start. Um, I'm not sure how long Troy will be, but Troy will certainly uh, interject, I am sure. Um, regardless, one thing I wanted to mention, too, uh, before we get going into the entire Big Ten slate of you know football games and what has happened and major topics, um, we're, we're definitely going to start with a major topic. But in regard to our giveaway that we are doing, the $25 gift card, revolving around Interpeak Coffee, um, the, the first, the first question. And so we'll, we'll make this easy right off the bat. It, it will not be this easy for the three weeks. Uh, we are not going to sit here and say, you know, here is question one, here are the answers. But for question one, I will say this, that the first question, and it, depending on how you're listening, uh, you could have the questions right in front of your face. And this is all you are listening to the show for is this question. And so you can reply, not reply, send a message to us, uh, again, via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, however you are responding to these questions. This first question, um, again, it won't always be this easy. It won't be this point blank. Some of them have bonuses at the end of them um, to add bonus points. So it's, you know, it, it's fairly intricate. I, I want to say Troy, Troy came up with this. Um, again, not difficult, but first question. Anyway, so enough stalling. What years did the youngster and old man graduate college? So the bonus point for this, aside from what years both Troy and I graduated college from, bonus point is what university did we both graduate from? I will say this, again, before we get into the Big Ten slate, um, a slew of topics here. What university did we both graduate from? We graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. That is UW-Whitewater. It is a smaller Wisconsin, obviously, uh, institution, <laughs> which we talk about on this show basically every single week um, for the five-plus years that we've been doing the show now. 
We have mentioned Wisconsin Whitewater um, on probably 80% of the shows, and UW-Whitewater has nothing to do with the Big Ten, of course, but that's where we both went to school, and that's how we both started doing shows together, was Troy got in touch with me because I was, at the time, this was back in 2013, I think he first reached out, so seven years ago, he first reached out to me because I was a sports editor of the school newspaper, and he was an alumna of UW-Whitewater, and he was curious. He was doing a show at the time with someone else. He did a number of shows back then, and they wanted to have me on to review Whitewater football, D3 football, college football. Um, But anyway, so that's the university we both graduated from was UW-Whitewater. What year did Troy and I graduate? I have to be honest with you. Uh, For me, I can answer for myself. (laughs) I can answer for myself. It was 2014 is when I graduated. I am 95% sure Troy graduated 20 years prior to me. So that would be 20, sorry, 1994, I believe. Right? Doing my math right? 94. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, uh, we'll have to wait until Troy gets back (laughs) from his call, from his uh, job that he, you know, gets paid for. Uh, But for me, um, the university we both graduated from was UW-Whitewater, and the year that I graduated, anyway, was 2014. <laughs> For Troy, I'm pretty sure it's 1994, because I think it was 20 years prior. But regardless, we will uh, come back to that as soon as he gets back. Anyway, the major topic for the Big Ten, and I know we have, again, this this competition, uh, you could call it, this giveaway, realistically, but it is a competition in the sense that you have to have the most points. You have to answer the most questions correctly to get the $25 gift card for Enterpy Coffee. Um, this, this competition spans over three shows, three different weeks. Um, the next three weeks, this is the first week. Obviously, we'll have two more after this. There's going to be two questions per show. That was the first question. Again, we'll revisit the first one. Um, and there will be a second question that we will go over in this show. Not going to tell you exactly when. We have to make it a little bit difficult. Sorry. That's just the way it is. But anyway, Big Ten. Um, so the big news with the Big Ten, uh, realistically, over the last week, I mean, yes, there were games. And yes, there are games that we will get into and guess the spreads for. We still have to talk about our locks of the week um, that we had. Troy has a wonderful story about uh, what happened with his real money and our locks of the week. Our locks of the week actually went 2-0 this past week, um, but he decided to add a third in there, and that's what uh, did the old man in <laughs> as far as his parlay was concerned. Uh, he will gladly, well, not really gladly, but he will certainly, I guarantee it, share his story on the show. Troy. Um, How are you doing, cool. youngster? You doing I, okay doing over there? Yes. The, the first question, by the way, I did go over it very easily for the listeners, and I basically stated that this is the first question. Here is the answer. Here is the bonus point. Here is, you know, everything. Going forward. Did you give them my year of graduation, easy. too? That was that was the key, Troy. It was 20 <laughs> years. You graduated 20 years prior to me. Is that correct? Or no? Am I off on yeah. that? Yeah. So okay, I so graduated, graduated in 19, 1988. 88. See, I graduated 90, in 92, 92. Sorry, I was I was thinking of high school, so I don't know if it's exactly 20. Because you were what 2014? Yeah, so 22. Yeah, so I, 
Yeah, okay. 22 years. We just there take we 20 go. and it's easily to round off. So I graduated yeah. UW Whitewater in 1992. 1992. There you go. Okay. So there you go. You guys got it. That's that's the first question. We both went to UW Whitewater. I graduated in 2014. Troy Durrett graduated in 1992. 22 years apart. 20, that's two questions. 20, 22 years apart. Yes. Yeah. So we're two 20 points. years. Yeah. Two points for that. There you go, right there. Easy two points. There you go. Yep. So, anyway. And the loyal I, listeners. I, was, I don't know how the loyal listeners won't get UW-Whitewater, right? Because we yeah. mention them on almost every show. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said while you were gone. <laughs> almost like 80% of our shows, we mention UW-Whitewater on this Big Ten podcast. So, we that, do. That's just the way it is. Um, so you got into anyway, was, little, big, little Big Ten stuff then while I was gone taking care of a work issue. It's amazing how I can walk out of my door at work, literally walk out of my door, get in my car, start doing a show, and, oh, my gosh, you couldn't have caught me 30 minutes ago to ask me a question. You have to wait until I get in the car and get on my show. That is ridiculous. But right. then again, I, I am a salaried employee. And I am a manager, so literally my phone is uh, attached to my hip 24 hours a day. That's just the way that it goes. But all is yep. good. Where, where are we at in the Big Ten? Do we start yet? The, the first real uh, topic of conversation, where I was going over our uh, locks of the week and how we went 2-0 in those locks of the week and how you were going to share your story about uh, the third lock that you decided to add and cost you some money. The first two, uh, we actually had three, but the Indiana game got postponed, or postponed, got canceled. Uh, the two that actually played, Rutgers plus nine, Minnesota plus ten and a half, so we took two underdogs we thought were going to cover. They actually both won. We'll go yeah, over those not games. only did they cover, they won. And we even talked right. about it on the show last week. Like, what were the odds makers thinking? Minnesota's <laughs> not a bad team. Rutgers isn't a bad team. And such nice point spreads for the betting yeah. public. Yep. So I had to get a little greedy. And we, had, we, threw, we threw our, what was the Indiana game? I think we, we, were, we took Indiana minus the nine and a half, right? That's what we were going to do, and then that game got canceled. Yes. Yep. So I had those three, and I'm thinking, oh, this is nice. This is nice. And I was dabbling with how much money I wanted to spend, you know, because I was watching the the total amount of money, and I'm like, ah, if I do 50, if I do 100, blah, blah, blah. So then we also talked at the end of the show about Wisconsin and Iowa, and we thought that it would be a pretty good game. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to add the Wisconsin game on here. Boom, there went the total up to 470. I decided just a little, a little bit of money on the game, not a whole lot. Because I threw Wisconsin in there. I should have stuck with my gut, kept Wisconsin out of there, put more money on the, on the three that we had. Now, granted, the one guy canceled, so it would have dropped it down a little bit. But I should have done more money on the ones that I felt 100% confident about. Because if you remember last week, I said, I am not kidding, youngster. I will find somebody to place this bet for me. And I did. And then I added Wisconsin, and oh my! I knew after the I knew I knew at halftime that I was losing my money. 
I knew it. Just the way they were playing. So 470 bucks, right out the door. So no Christmas for anybody at my house. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Your Christmas money is gone. I blew it on DraftKings. But for those listening in on the Inner Peak Coffee Virtual Studio line, your giveaway is still good and valid. So that'll be that'll be fun. But yeah, I mean, that's the way betting goes, youngster. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, Wisconsin didn't play well. We'll talk about it later in the show. Rutgers and Maryland played very well, but before we get to that, big news in the Big Ten because you I'm going to give a virtual high five to. You said, watch Michigan try to screw Ohio State, and they did just that. COVID outbreak, they canceled the game. Ohio State sitting at five wins. Now, this is old news. We understand that. But literally it happens every time we do a show, youngster. We'll talk about something hypothetically. Then it happens the next day. And then we only record the show once a week, so we had to wait a week to talk about it. So Ohio State sitting at 5-0. and not meeting the minimum requirements to get in the Big Ten championship game. A lot of people freaking out. And then the Big Ten goes in, and they make an exemption for Ohio State, which is cool. Right. And I said this in my post. They are the best team in the Big Ten. It is, it is good for the Big Ten to and, – and I, we shouldn't say that they're all locked to get into playoff, but most likely they're going to be in the playoffs. That is beneficial for the conference based on the payout. Based on the payout, especially with COVID, that these teams will share in that revenue. So it is actually a good thing what they did. But then on the side note, my beef is, would this have happened for a team to get into the conference championship if there was no chance to get into into the college football playoff? My answer would probably be, no, probably wouldn't have happened. So did they bend the rules because it was Ohio State? I think they did, youngster, but I think it's beneficial for the Big Ten, and I think that's why all the athletic directors said, yes, let Ohio State play in the Big Ten championship game because we want that representation in the college football playoff because the payout to the conference outweighs all of the cons and all of the backlash that they'll get for making an exemption for Ohio State. That's what I think. I'm glad they did it because I want to see Ohio State in there. They are the best team in the Big Ten, and I believe they're one of the best teams in the country. They deserve to be there. My only beef is would it have happened for another team that was not going to sniff the playoff? I don't think it would have happened. But what do you think, youngster? I will disagree with you. I think the Big Ten would have bumped up whoever um, if it would have made sense to, because I think the outcry... Oh, are you going to stop you? You're telling me yeah. that if, they, like, let's say a good Wisconsin team, and I'll say a good. Yeah. They were, if they were, let's say for some reason, that Northwestern game had gotten flipped, Wisconsin won that, and Wisconsin was 3-2, and two, you think they would yeah. rather have Ohio State play Northwestern or Wisconsin? I, I don't think it matters. Like, I, I think that... I think this happens all the time in sports. I think people look too much into it that 
realistically, what does the NBA want to have happen? Do they want to have LeBron James go to the Knicks, or do they want LeBron... You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. On James to be drafted by the Cavaliers. At the end of the day, the ping pong balls decided he would go to Cleveland. That's not what the NBA is. That's not what's best for the NBA. The Big Ten, realistically, you want Michigan to be phenomenal. You want every single call to go Michigan's way so that they can challenge Ohio State. That will increase ratings. That increases ads. That increases revenue. Like, at the end of the day, there are certain things that every conference, every league, every sport wants to have happen. It, it basically never happens that way. Like how often do the most financial beneficial things happen in sports for these leagues? I mean, is it fantastic to see Alabama play Clemson three, four years in a row? No. It would actually be more interesting to see someone like Oklahoma, who still is a power and it's still boring realistically, to play Alabama or Clemson the last three or four years. That would be more interesting. LSU coming on, new to the scene, cool. That brings at least some new light to it because it was getting boring with Alabama and Clemson. But is the NCAA, is any of these conferences, or is any secret things happening behind the scenes? Like, at the end of the day, the Big Ten, if Wisconsin, if Indiana, if Michigan State, if Rutgers, if they're the team who is going to be in first but they would have been screwed out, because they didn't play enough games, just like most of the other conference did. Like, I think the Big Ten would have said, okay, this team has the best record. They beat the team who's in second, but just because they didn't play enough games by one, we're not going to change the rules on a season where we've already changed the rules 400 times. We've changed our schedule twice. So to me, honestly, no, I'll disagree with you. I think they would have made this change for anyone. I think it helps the Big Ten more than it's Ohio State. I think it's much easier for the ADs, exactly what you said. I'll agree with you 100%. It's much easier for the ADs to say, yeah, get Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, make us more money, get to the playoff, potentially win the whole thing, increase revenue for the conference. Of course they do. That's, I mean, that's, you know, that's a given to me. But I think, can you imagine the backlash from, I don't care what fan base, I don't care just Big Ten fans in general, if you screw out Indiana, like, if Indiana was in first and they were 5-0 and and they beat Ohio State and Ohio State finished at 6-1 and and Indiana wouldn't be in, can you imagine the backlash that the Big Ten just says, no, it's okay, it's fine, we won't make an exception. Ohio State's, you know, they're clearly the worst team because they lost to you, but at least they played enough games. I, I honestly doubt that would happen. 
but that's just me. Maybe I'm thinking higher of the Big Ten than what the Big Ten actually would do. But that, that's just me, honestly, because I think the backlash from something like that would be terrible. That's, that's just me. I think it's easier because it's Ohio State to make these changes, absolutely. But I, I don't think only because it's Ohio State that made the changes. So. Well, I'm just, again, we'll, 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 we'll disagree. We don't disagree often, but we're, we're going to disagree. Like, I, I really believe that when you look on the flip side of it, if there was a team that, like Wisconsin that was 3-2 and two, and that was the best record over there, and then, like, Northwestern was below them at whatever, 4-2 and two, and had the six games or above them, whatever it was, and they aren't able to make the playoff. I don't think they would. I don't think they would have done it. But they would have had to, had Ohio, had they done this. So if it happened in the real world, on the other side, if they moved to Ohio State, then they would have had to move a five five game team over there. But I think if let's say Ohio State was six and zero, met the requirement on the flip side of the conference, one of those teams that can't make the playoff, I don't think they would have done it, youngster. I really don't. I really don't. Because at the end of the day, it is all about money. And I think they would have just left it as it is. Because if you look at it, a Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Iowa, even if they would have beat Ohio State, they probably would not have made the college football playoff. So in the back of their mind, it's like, well, Ohio State's the best team. They're probably going to beat anybody that comes out of the other division. They're going to make the college football playoff. On the flip side, a Wisconsin beating an Ohio State if they were 3-2, and two, or Northwestern, that was a 4-1, and one. let's say that's where the record was, I don't think that they would have been close enough to the playoff to vault over teams that are already in the top eight. That, that's just my thinking. So we'll agree to disagree on that one. Let's move into the games from last week, youngster. Cancellation. Ohio State game canceled. Don't have to talk about that one. Our, no, no, no Ohio State. Don't have to talk State about the Indiana game, game either. Right. No Ohio State, Michigan. No Indiana, Purdue. Um, by the way, if the Big Ten didn't make any changes, Penn State would be playing Northwestern for the Big Ten championship today or this week. Not Ohio <laughs> State because they only played five games. Not Indiana because they're having a COVID thing right now, so their game was canceled. They they're not playing this week. Not Maryland because they're also their game's canceled. So fourth in the Big Ten East was Penn State. I mean, <laughs> that's how this season would have went. That's, that's, again, that's stupid. You're going to say, no, Ohio State, sorry, you played five games. Too bad. Oh, who's next? Oh, let's see. Let's go down to four. No, see, I'm not oh, disagreeing with you on that, youngster. See, I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all. That's what I'm not so, disagreeing. I'm just disagreeing if it would have been on the flip side. I, I really believe that it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I understand. Anyway, um, so – Thank God the Big Ten is changing things, not just because from an entertainment standpoint, but it's just idiotic. Like you're going to have Penn State in this, you know, ridiculous season that we've ha- we're having where most of the teams aren't playing all their games anyway. You're going to have Penn State who finished three and five in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, it's, you know, so I, I'm glad that rules can be bent. <laughs> I, I am. Whether this is Ohio State, the team that I root for, or, or if it's Michigan. If Michigan's deserving of it, then do it. Don't let a three and five team be in the Big Ten championship. That's idiotic. Just because you randomly made up this number six that every team has to hit. I mean, honestly, they made up that number to begin with. 
does everyone agree that it should have been six games? Why not seven? Why not five? Six games, that was the perfect number? So, I mean, they were making up rules to begin with, <laughs> with this season. That's, that's what, you know, irks me about the whole thing. Anyway, um, so last week, uh, the four games that we have to talk about here, uh, Northwestern over Illinois, 28-10. to 10. Um, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I don't want to honestly go into these games too much. because Well, we can go into that. That led to Lovey Smith going bye-bye out of Illinois. That's, Goodbye, that's Lovey. Big, yeah. That's that's the big news that we haven't touched on <laughs> in this show. That there's been a lot to touch on in the show, um, but yeah. So individual games. I mean, I I don't necessarily you know have a ton from these games. Because I, there I will are say this though. This was one of those games with the point spread. That remember what we said. We looked at the point spread and said, you know what, Northwestern could cover that spread. But then I kind of I kind of deflected it, saying, well. Maybe they'll just pound the ball and they would only win by, I think the line was 13 and a half, something around, it was around two, two touchdowns, somewhere around yeah. there. And we're like, yeah, they could easily beat Illinois by that. And then we talked about, well, if Northwestern gets a lead, they're just going to pound the ball and, you know, try to ball control it like they normally do in their identity. But as it turned out, yeah, they blew them up like we thought they could, but we weren't, we weren't ready to lock a game like that just not knowing how Northwestern would amplify that game, but amplified it enough to get Lovey putting stuff in boxes and getting out of Champagne. Yeah, uh, this game very quickly, uh, Northwestern ran the ball 58 times for 411 yards. So that's, you know, <laughs> if you do that, you're going to win the game. Um, aside from this game um, and how it played out, Lovey Smith, again, obviously, you know, fired. This is year five for him at Illinois, and his first two years he went three and nine, and then two and ten. Um, so those are not good. You look at the last two years. After two and ten, he went four and eight, so he doubled his win total. And then last year he went six and seven, and they made a bowl game for the first time in a while. So I think he had the program going in the right direction. Um, you can obviously say that they took a step back in going two and five this year. But honestly, like I, I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah, I, I think, and I will say this. I know I'm sitting here, and it sounds like I'm lightheartedly saying, "Love, he's gone." I think he got the short end of the stick. In a COVID yeah. year, and the way that sports are in 2020, was it a real barometer of where that program was? I mean, we don't know people that were out with COVID issues, and the way that the program had to be run with Zoom calls and social distancing and weight training. I think he got the short end of the stick, youngster. What what games did Illinois lose this year that was so ridiculous they should have won? They lost at Wisconsin. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Iowa. They lost to Northwestern. That's four of their five losses. The one that you can make an argument for was Purdue. They lost by one touchdown. Okay, that's... <laughs> if you tell me before the season started, Purdue beats Illinois by one touchdown... What am I upset at Illinois and say that Lovey Smith sucks because of that? No, they beat Rutgers, who's actually won three games this year, and they went on the road and beat Nebraska. So what's what's the huge? Oh my God, we need to fire Lovey. Look, we didn't beat Iowa or Northwestern or Wisconsin or Minnesota, who are just more talented than we are. Oh, and we lost to Purdue by a touchdown. That's what gets you fired at Illinois after you go from two wins to six and you improved the last two years. 
I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand that one. I don't think Lovey Smith is Mr. Fantastic and Illinois was going to be a consistent 10-game winner, but he at least was getting things going. And for most coaches, it takes three, four years to get, truly get things going. So I, I don't know what Illinois was really looking for, to be honest. I, you know, again, maybe they were looking for more improvement and they thought they were going to go 7-1 you know, and one in eight games this year. But that's, I guess, Not with that schedule, they weren't. I think they finished right. Right, around, right about where we thought they would. Exactly. That's not a knock on Illinois, but that's, that's a fairly tough schedule. <laughs> well, you, a lot you of have to look at, and I would imagine that the athletic director and the board and the boosters want them to be in the middle of the Big Ten. But you have to look at that. I know people make light of the West Division, youngster. They do. Because they're like, oh, there's no dominant teams over there. But we've talked about this. It may not have the dominating Penn State, which is not dominating this year, the, the Michigan. It may not have those type of household names. But Wisconsin's a good program. Iowa's a good program. Northwestern's a good program. Minnesota's a good program. Whoa, I just named four teams off. And, oh, who did Illinois lose to? Um, I, again, I think he got the short end of the stick. I really do. I don't think he should have been fired. But, it, you know, the loss to Northwestern did lead to his firing. So that, that's what it, where it's at. And we'll see how they try to rebuild this. But, honestly, you no. Know, Kevin, I don't think Illinois will ever be better than the third or fourth best team in that division. I really don't. Not with when you look at it, the stability of an Iowa, the stability of a Wisconsin. Northwestern, as long as they've got their coaching staff intact, that team will have years like this. Every once in a while, Northwestern will hover around 500. It'll be an anomaly. But that's usually a team, a Northwestern team, that's going to be in the top four. It seems like and then you got every your Purdue's, your Illinois, your Nebraska, blah blah blah. So, yeah. what does Illinois want? They they right. want Ohio State status? Not happening. I think Illinois can make huge improvements because there are a number of really talented football players that come from the state of Illinois that you can, <laughs> you know, you can keep. Um, it's not as though Wisconsin is budding with all this talent that Illinois doesn't. I don't think that's the case. And you look and see what Wisconsin is doing. It, to me, it takes the right coach and a number of coaches under him to get it going. And I thought that's what Lovey was doing. And this year, I, you know, their quarterback was out for three weeks <laughs> this year with COVID. So I, I mean, it's not as though you're at 100% and this was supposed to be your breakthrough year and everyone else was down and it's like, okay, this is really the time Illinois should break through and go 7-1. and one and Like, no. Your schedule is hard. Your starting quarterback, who's a transfer, is out for three weeks because that's the protocol. You're going to get fired <laughs> after, after two improving seasons? I, I yeah, and he showed it. When we talked about it, we kept talking year by year that Lovey has to – improved this year and he did and then we said before last year he's got to improve he's got to get him to a bowl game boom there's love he got him to a bowl game for the first time in how long so yeah we can move on youngster i think we both agree on that love you got the short end on that one yeah minnesota nebraska um again we both liked minnesota in this game plus ten and a half they won by a seven um 24 17 
Mohamed Ibrahim somehow ran for 100 yards in this game, as he always does. And Adrian Martinez did his thing for Nebraska. He wasn't that efficient uh, throwing the football, certainly more efficient running the football, which is typically the case for him. Um, but, you know, when you average 4.1 yards per <laughs> per attempt, uh, that's that's not exactly fantastic as a quarterback. As a running back, that's that's something. Uh, as a quarterback, that's not fantastic. So, how that happens uh, with the weapons that he has, especially coming out of the backfield, I I don't know. And maybe that's why his number is so low. Is because you're constantly throwing to your running backs out of the backfield. But in any case, Minnesota, you know, they're three and three. So good for them. I you know. I don't have much more on this game, realistically. At least, no. Either, either, either do I. Three and three, honestly, though, youngster, you look at and can say, "Oh, that's not really a great year for Minnesota," and it probably wasn't. They started off slow. They're still, yeah. a, they're still a good team. But three and three. I mean, if you would have told me that Minnesota would be at three and three at the end of the year, I kind of, I might have said, "Ah, three and three, really? You're kind of down on Minnesota." But, yeah, yeah, they got off to a rough start. Right. All right, move on. Yeah. Next game, uh, second to last year. I'll save the, I guess, bigger one, so to say, for last. Penn State over Michigan State, 39-24. to 24. Uh, Michigan State, I believe they were up 21-3. It might have been. It, it certainly was 21-10 at half. Um, and then Penn State outscored them in the second half 29-3. to um, so they, were they all unanswered points? I don't know if they were unanswered. <laughs> I don't know if someone picked up the call there or what happened. But <laughs> oh, um, we should have made that yeah. one. We should have made that one of the. We should have made that one of the trivia questions. What is the <laughs> one thing that irks the old man in sports? And it's announcers talking about unanswered points. I have to share the story now. I have to share it with the listeners because I text you again. Sometimes I just get overly annoyed with announcers. The Chiefs are playing the Dolphins. It's 10 nothing Miami. And now it's 30 to 10, youngster. 30. 30 to 10. And the announcer keeps saying, "Well, the Dolphins had played a really good first quarter. They were up 10 nothing, and then the Chiefs scored 30 unanswered points." How are they unanswered? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They score 30 points a game. I just, I get irked because they're not unanswered. Things happen in a game and points are scored because of something else that happened in the game. They're not unanswered. The Chiefs scored 30 straight points. That's all you would have had to say. For some reason, that phrase, unanswered, just irks me, youngster. Just irks me. I'm sorry. And it will always irk me. Especially when it's the Chiefs against the Dolphins. You're telling me that I didn't expect the Chiefs to score 30 points against the Dolphins? I did. Because they're that good. Oh. Which, you know, we said that should have been a trivia question. Why don't we throw out the second trivia question before we get into the next Big Ten, Ten game for the getting to know the youngster and old man holiday giveaway. Youngster, we talk, we're talking college. I played college athletics. You played 
travel basketball. So the question that we have here is, what was your favorite jersey number? Did you have the same number every year, or did you just have one jersey number that was really your favorite number? I did not. I, well, at first, when I was a kid kid, I mean, I I played, you know, rec basketball, and that was, we only had numbers one through eight because that's just, that's just the way. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Well, yep, you just had eight um, teams. You had eight players on a team. Right. It was easy to just number them one through eight. Yeah. So my number then was seven. Um, at first, my first real number was one, and then it changed to seven. Um, but travel basketball, as years went on, I started at twenty-one. Um, my first favorite NBA player was Steve Francis. That was his number. So that that was my number. And then once I got older, Paul Pierce was doing his thing and. I was a Celtics fan, um, so, you know, 34 would be my favorite jersey number that I ever wore, and that is my favorite number today. So, so 30, 34. So question number two on the holiday giveaway, youngster's favorite jersey number was 34. It's, you know, I always find, try to find things why you and I get along so well, youngster. You yeah. mentioned the number seven, that you wore jersey number seven. Okay. Well, when I when I played at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater, which goes you back to number, question 10, number one, no, I was 10. number seven. <laughs> okay. Number seven. I think you knew that, didn't you? Did you it know that rings one? a bell? It rings a bell. Because I shared the story of how I got to number seven in high school. I used to be number five, and then my coach got real mad at me, and like I got to the sideline, and he grabbed my jersey and ripped the collar. So it showed like half my chest. Like I look like this, like this real angry dude with a jersey ripped down in the front. So there was no number, uh, no number five to be had anymore. So I switched to number seven. That was my junior <laughs> year in high school. And then I carried that through. My first year, I had to, I, when I redshirted, uh, of course, I did not have a number. But even my practice number wasn't seven. But eventually I got to number seven. And even through my playing days then in the summer when I played travel soccer, I was always number seven. And it's like when you got to pick your jerseys, if I went to right. – I didn't really go to a new team, but I remember one year I had to barter. I had to barter like I had to give the guy a Mountain Dew or something because I wanted my number seven. I'm like, I'm only wearing seven. So, yeah, number seven is the jersey that I wore. Staying on the bonus question then, youngster, big basketball guy you are, what was your primary position? 
on your travel basketball team? This is difficult for me to say. Um, I it it really was split, <laughs> so that's why I say it's difficult for me to say. Um, I realistically split between point guard and shooting guard. If I had to say primary, well, we'll just position, say it's guard then. You you were a guard. That's fair, yes. That is, yeah. that is a generic answer to the bonus question instead of having you try to debate which was your primary. Because <laughs> in yeah. basketball, if you're good enough to play both those positions and you switch, they do it in the NBA too, giving the point guard a break. They let another guard come in and play point for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. So you were a guard. And so for me, that question is, I, ha- I have to make it what was my primary position at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater because in the summer team, I had played right back, but I also played some sweeper. And then when I got a little older and played in the adult league, I played all sweeper. But my primary position in my most competitive days, I was a right back. And I say right back. I wasn't at Whitewater. I think I told you the story of our coach that was from Argentina. It was a back. I wasn't a defender. I wasn't a halfback. It was a back. I was a right back, and I was – I was tasked running 120 yards a game, up and down, 120 yards, 120 yards, 120 yards. I had to go all the way up on offense, and I had to go all the way back. And that's the way that our team was set up, so I was a right back. So for the bonus question, folks, we'll recap this. Jersey number for the old man, seven. Jersey number for the youngster, 34. Primary position for the youngster, guard. Primary position for the old man, right back there we go youngster do you want to recap question number one real quick so people remember so they don't have if they didn't write it down and they forgot recap question one for the listeners on the inner peak coffee virtual studio line yeah so you're getting all the answers here (laughs) we're wrapping it up in a bow for you what years uh did the youngster and old man graduate college i was 2014 troy was 22 years before that 1992 and the bonus point, uh, what university did we both graduate from? UW-Whitewater. University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. That, uh, <clears throat> that institution we, uh, we mentioned on the show at least 80% of the time, I would say. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll accept, in the DM, we'll accept Whitewater. You just got to put Whitewater. That will get you a point because it was Whitewater. All right, youngster, we got a couple more games to recap, and then uh, we'll move into – the games for this week, which who knows if there's only going to be one. There might only be one, but we'll find out. Let's recap the last last couple of games of the Big Ten from last week. The last one, actually. Um, Iowa and Wisconsin. Iowa won this game 28-7. Um, Troy, I will, I will let you uh, have the floor on this one. I told you, I'm not talking. I told you in the text, I'm not talking about this game. That's right. I know you're trying to you're trying to tempt me. You're trying to tempt me into talking, and here's what I'm going to say. Wisconsin looked like crap, and Iowa is actually a very good team. They're very good defensively. I'm not going to get into the game. I was very upset. I talked about it earlier in the show, how they cost me money. That's not why I'm not talking about it. I just look at it. Graham Mertz has some growing pains. Uh, they need to, I think, shore up the running game a little bit. And the offensive line... This is what I'm going to say about this game, Kevin, and I talked about it last week. The center position is widely overlooked in college, in NFL, 
And it really was, to me, the biggest key to this game is that offensive line could not control the trenches. And Wisconsin was out without their starting center. I think that was a huge loss. So that's all I'm going to say. If you want to recap anything on the game, youngster, go ahead. Uh, they were without their starting center. Um, they were without Danny Davis. They were without Jalen Berger, who realistically was their top back um, as well. They were without Kendrick Pryor. So you're losing your center, your top back, your top two receivers. Um, that's not <laughs> that's not ideal. Um, so at this season, I mean, altogether, realistically. So again, the game happened. It is what it is. Iowa won 28-7. Um, it was truly a second half type of game. I mean, and, and that score, the score actually reflects the way the game went. I was, yeah. I was in total control of this game. It wasn't like yeah. two weeks ago when we talked to Wisconsin. Score looked worse than it was. Wisconsin was never in this game. And I will, I yeah. will mention this, youngster. The nice thing about this is that, per the NCAA, is that all players get a mulligan, which means that any player can return next year thing is it gets hard for seniors and hard for the school when you're talking about scholarship dollars and how they're going to fit in the program. Right. So you're, you're looking at some Wisconsin players and is Chris going to invite them back? And then how does the university and how do the scholarships work? But it's really nice because now Graham Mertz played this year, got some experience, and now he still has four years to play at Wisconsin. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Um, yeah, that's certainly a positive. Um, but again, it, you know, there's a reason Graham Mertz looked eh. There's a reason he averaged 4.4 yards per uh, <clears throat> per attempt. And so, I mean, you know, you're without your starting center, your top two wide receivers. You didn't have a running game to go to, which at Wisconsin is always a given um, against a good Iowa defense. That's, you know, that's tough for a first-year starting quarterback who has started, I mean, this is what, his fourth or fifth game? Fourth, maybe, um, that he's been starting. So, <clears throat> realistically, I mean, I – you know, you couldn't have two. It, it's one thing if Wisconsin was 100%, um, but they weren't. And so, you know, I, kudos to Iowa for going 6-2, and two, beating Wisconsin by three scores. That's something not many teams <laughs> uh, can do. Um, but, again, given the circumstances, it helped lead to that. Um, but you give credit to Iowa for taking advantage of that. Um, so that, that wraps up last week. Um, for this coming week, this is championship week. It was supposed to be east versus west, one versus one, two versus two, three versus three, four versus four, five versus five, six versus six, seven versus seven. I, I just listed them all there. Um, and that did not happen because the Big Ten changed things. Um, for I, don't, I haven't looked, I suppose. I haven't heard the exact reasoning for it, but due to a number of cancellations that are, have already happened, two, um, there are supposed to be four games played, but so the Big Ten changed things. There were supposed to be some rivalries in here, like Purdue-Indiana. They always play. Um, that got canceled for a second time now this year. Um, so the Big Ten tried to make things work, tried to adjust things as they have this season, and, you know, uh, Michigan, again, they're continuing not playing because of COVID. Um, I, I, it shocks me that Jim Harbaugh still has a job um, based on Michigan not playing these last few weeks, based on them getting slaughtered, based on them being two and four. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised. 
at this point. But there are still some bowl games um, to be played for these teams. Like Iowa six and two, I believe every team is eligible in college football uh, for bowl games. And this year is obviously different in the way the amount of games have been played for some of these teams and conferences and (laughs) the reasoning why, Um, whether it's starting late or whether it's cancellations on your end, cancellations on the other team's end. So the bowl season is going to be interesting. Some have been canceled. Some are still going on. Some are bending the rules. Um, Like you can only have a certain team in your bowl game X amount of years out of X amount of years. There are a number of different things to keep in mind. Obviously, when bowl season is here and things are official, we'll let you know. Um, but well, we Michigan's have to actually races. see, youngster, which bowl games are going to go on as planned. Um, we right. already had a, a cancellation, and yeah. some of these bowl games are not going to be played. But as you mentioned that, some of these bowls have conference affiliations, like the fourth-place team from your conference is right. going to play the fourth team, fourth place team from that conference. So some of those yeah. bowl affiliations may still be in effect. The thing is, are the bowl games going to be played? We all know why the bowl games are played. It's about money. It's, a, it's purely about money. And how do, you, how do you get money from a bowl game? Well, you do get the TV money. So the TV money is big, but you're also packing full a stadium that seats around 80,000 people normally. And these, these bigger bowl games... And even like the middle of the pack ones, and you know that my thought on this youngster, I'm so irritated with how many bowl games from the old days when I grew up that there really are, but I understand why they're doing it. But some of these mid-tier bowl games, like the Holiday Bowl and some of those oh, the holiday bowl. bowls. The Holiday Bowl is one of the better ones. So you, you talk yeah. about you know the Taco Bell AT&T Southwest Bowl. That's, I mean, you know. I'm trying, That's the name. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm trying to talk about games like where maybe the Big Ten plays the Pac-10, and it's it's a middle of the, of, of the pack, the affiliation, like the fourth-place teams. Yeah. And they're playing in a stadium that does seat 80,000, and those schools, the fans are going to travel. That stadium is going to be packed. However, this right. year you can't have that. You can't have a packed stadium. So at some point it's like, okay, what is the TV contract going to pay out, and is it worth right. putting together – and putting all the money and effort into getting these teams here to play. And some of these right. bowls are just looking at it going, you know what, it's not worth it. It's not worth having a bowl game this year based on no revenue coming in other than the TV money. That's all it would be coming in. Because some of these stadiums aren't going to have fans, and if they are, it can only be at, what, 25% capacity, or whatever the state says it can be. Right. I mean, you can't even play in California right now. They're kicking all the teams out of California. And Pennsylvania just shut down. They did, let, they did let athletics go on, but they can't have any fans in the stands. Like I was watching the Penn State game. They had to have the parents there and the families there for senior day before the game. They weren't even allowed in the stadium for the game on senior day. So what are you doing in these places where you can't have fans in the stands? Is it going to be worth playing a bowl game? My answer, honestly, Kevin, is no, it's not. And they went out, they played, the bowl games are great. But the bowl games, to me, it's another practice game. And for some of these guys, okay, you're a senior, it's your last game. But what's the draw for a bowl game? Why do you want to play in a bowl game? Because the fans are there. You're really doing it for the fans and the money. 
is it worth traveling halfway across the country to play in an empty stadium? I don't right. think it is. Some of the bigger yeah. bowls, yeah, okay. Yeah, when you're going to get the large contract money. But like the Independence Bowl or the Pin and Stripe Bowl in New York, are those games really worthwhile? Is the right. con- TV contract money really that big? Now, again, I, we talk economics, though, with COVID, Kevin, and all these conferences needing the money because that payout goes back to the conference, and it's split up amongst the teams. So, I mean, maybe maybe they're going to lobby to have all these bowl games played so that they can get as many teams in these games that they can. Maybe they're going to hold tight and say, well, we have a conference affiliation. Why are you canceling the game? Who knows? It, it, it'll really be interesting to see what happens over the next week or so. Yeah. Um, so, for now, Michigan's regular season is done. Iowa's regular season is done. Uh, Indiana's regular season is done. Purdue's regular season is done. Bowl-wise, we'll find out eventually. Uh, we're recording the show on Tuesday, December 15th, just so you're aware. So there could be more cancellations to come. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it is what it is there. So we've got four games to go over here. Um, this is the last week of the regular season. Um, well, uh, regular season, kind of, sort of. Um, it's not, I guess it's not technically the, well, is it's it? not, I, I don't know. But it's, it's not, it's, no, it's, you're it's right, not, youngster. It's not technically the regular season. It's the postseason because it's the Big Ten championship game and then it's uh, just another crossover week. I really hope, though, that, you know, when, when we look at it, I heard rumblings of a Wisconsin-Minnesota matchup. So yeah. Ho- yeah, hopefully that goes play. through. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Four games. I don't, should... yeah, four... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say four games supposed to be played. Um, one on Friday and the other three on Saturday for whatever reason the Big Ten Championship is at noon. And then the other three... Um, are, uh, just a weird year. Just a weird year. Or later on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But So, actually, five games we have to get to. I know we're approaching the hour mark as well. Uh, we'll get through these quick. Again, some of them, I mean, will be the last game for some of these teams. They have no idea <laughs> if it is their last game. Um, and, again, on Tuesday we're recording the show. We have no idea if there will be more cancellations, what's to come COVID-wise. But on Friday – uh, Rutgers is supposed to be hosting Nebraska, Troy. Your thought on that spread? Rutgers by Rutgers by six and a half. Nebraska minus six and a half. So you were well, I'm taking Oh I, I you, was you right were, on the point. Well so to say, yeah. <laughs> how the heck how the heck do you pick Nebraska to beat Rutgers by six and a half? I think I, Rutgers I is a good I, I'm I'm not even going to get into the game. I'm not going to talk about why I think Rutgers is going to win. I think this is another one of those games where I'm taking Rutgers in the points, and I think Rutgers wins outright over Nebraska. I really do. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever you got, if you want to lock it, let me know. This is two straight weeks. We'll be locking Rutgers as an underdog. Because, yeah, there's there's no reason why Rutgers should be not favored in this game, let alone catching almost a touchdown. So, that's you know to be. I, I wouldn't have even been upset if it would have been like Rutgers by one, or even Nebraska by one. 
Because I think that the programs right. are similar. But I think Rutgers is – just look at what Rutgers had. They're getting no respect. They've won three games. It's been a, a lifetime since they've won three games. And I think they play harder than Nebraska. I think Nebraska is trying to figure stuff out. Rutgers has it figured out. Right. They're playing their tails off. Yeah. Nebraska, who knows what they're doing. Right. Nebraska's got more talent, but they through seven games, they have shown they're not playing as well as Rutgers has, and Rutgers has played eight games. I mean, this is not week two. This, you know, we're eight, nine games in here. So Rutgers is playing better than Nebraska this year. They're at home. To be a touchdown underdog, it's not Ohio State Rutgers. Nebraska out-talents them, but it's not by all that much. So, No, but I think the Rutgers, I think the Rutgers heart will take over. So we're locking this ding, 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 ding. You didn't hear the nice – you didn't hear the, the cool bells that I put in last week's show, youngster. All you hear is me doing ding, 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 ding. But I've got a great <laughs> – I've got a great bell sound behind our block of the week. So, great. We got, let's do it again. Rutgers football did us well last week. And go, Rutgers. Here we go again. We're locking you in this week. All right, move on. Yeah, that's a Friday night game again, by the way. Saturday, uh, we'll save the Big Ten title game for last, even though chronologically it doesn't make sense. But regardless, um, Wisconsin at home against Minnesota, Troy. I'm I'm just excited about this game. I really am because it's for it's for the Paul Bunyan Axe, and it's one of the yeah. longest it's one of the longest series that has been going on year after year after year. And I'm not even being a homer about that. It's just like if you're a college football fan, you like to see the rivalry games get played. And again, it's yeah. supposed to be played, but you know I heard the rumblings. It's scheduled. All right. Well, both of these teams have had COVID issues. And in the Midwest, the COVID issues are not really getting that much better. So I hope the game is being played. That's what I'm talking about. I hope the game is played. But I think when I look at it, it's two programs, Minnesota having a down year. Eh, let's finish this up, but this is a rivalry game. But I, I look at my Badgers, and I know I never give them love, youngster, and I'm not giving them love in this one. Because I've watched Graham Mertz. I've watched that offensive line. Like you said, Davis and Pryor and his burger going to play, blah, blah, blah. Without those playmakers, that offense, and the word I used in my text message to you, inept offense. Yeah. If you remember, I used inept offense. And I don't know who's playing, who's not playing. Without those guys and without those playmakers, that offense is very inept. And not having a, a center that is dominant has really cost them. It really has. I've seen the difference in that offensive line. Mertz didn't have the time that he had earlier in the season, and he's a young quarterback. Fancy feet, clock in the head, goes tick, tick, got to get rid of it, not making the right throws at the right time, missing receivers. I'm going to say Minnesota by three and a half. Wisconsin minus 11. <laughs> so, really? Uh, you're, you're off there. Um, and I would I'll take Minnesota with your, in the point. Yeah, no, I would too. We're locking again. No question. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that means Wisconsin's going to win by twenty-one because I'm going to put this in a lock. Now, I don't know what's going on with these point spreads, youngster. I really don't know if COVID went to Vegas. 
if COVID is just like hiding out at the bookies station, because six and a half for Nebraska, this, what'd you say? It's a, I didn't, you lost me when you said 11, was it 11 or 11 and a half? 11. So Wisconsin has to win by 12. Correct. Or no, they have to win by, they have to, would have to, oh yeah, to cover, they'd have to win by 12. So I yeah. think Minnesota's going to win the game. All right. I think they're going to yeah, win I the Paul Bunyan good. Axe. Yeah. And we're going to get 11 and a half points on top of it like we did it with them at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely locking this one. This is another real parlay next week. <laughs> I, I got to do it. 11 and a half? Have they seen 11. Wisconsin play? That offense the last two weeks sucks. And that Minnesota yeah. defense isn't terrible. It's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. And their offense, in my mind, is better than Wisconsin's offense. Right. Even though the Badger defense is good, the Gophers can put points up because they've got playmakers. Even great defenses yep. give up points. Look, Iowa, who has an average offense, scored 28 against Wisconsin because the right. defense couldn't, couldn't stay on the field. Whoo! Ding, ding! Lock, lock, lock! We're locking in! Two in a row! Let's go! Next game! Next one, Penn State at home against Illinois. Well, the way these odds makers are going, well, they fired Lovey Smith, so now they're going to win a game. No, I'm not taking Illinois, sorry. But they're just going high on points. I'm going to say they're taking Penn State by 21 and a half. Penn State by 15. So, not quite, but, you know, still over the two touchdown mark. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's fairly oh, correct. Realistically, I you know Illinois without their coach, this is their last game. Um, more than likely, I'm assuming they're not going to get selected for a bowl. Um, so, I, I, I think Illinois wants to get the season over with. <laughs> I don't even know why Illinois is playing this game. To be honest, you fired your right. coach, and, and yeah. so you know I don't want to I don't want to harp on it. I know we're over our time limit that we wanted to stay at. But why didn't you wait till after the last game of the season to fire Lovey Smith? Why'd you do it now? Is one game really going to matter? Well, what kind of statement is that going to make to these players? These players are done. I, I doubt the players even want to go to Penn State and play. I, I actually was there, think Penn State will cover that. I really do. Was there? I won't lock that. I I think they certainly could. Um, but was there some big thing going on in the locker room with the players not trusting and just completely being over Lovey Smith? Like, if that's the case, then sure. Then I get it. Otherwise, I think that's the wrong move. Like, I didn't hear it until the end of the year. Yeah, I didn't hear that there was, like, some major thing that went on. Like, you know, Lovey disrespected me, and, you know, he lost the locker room, and nobody cares. I mean, it very well could be, but it it hasn't been public knowledge. No. But I I think Penn State, I I might actually put this in the parlay, too, because I just think, Penn State's at home, and or no, is the game at Illinois or is it at Penn State? Doesn't Penn matter. State. There's no, there's no fans. It's just it's weird. Well, I suppose because they didn't know what this week. That's why Senior Day was last week. It's just weird that they have another home game for Senior Day when you actually get to play at your home stadium again. Weird. Yeah. But that's 2020. That's 2020 for you. The weird COVID yeah. year. All right. We both agree though. Penn State's going to probably cruise in this one. I actually think I'm taking these first three games and putting them all in the parlay because I'll get good points on Penn State in 15. I'll get good uh, 
good value with that one, and I'll get great value with Minnesota, and I'll get great value with Rutgers. Okay, move on, youngster. Maryland at home against Michigan State. I'm actually going to take Michigan State. They didn't look terrible against Penn State for a while, and they hung in there. I think these guys are playing for Mel. Well, I think they're playing for Mel, Mel Tucker. I really believe that. Uh, I, I saw the game. I saw enthusiasm. The guys were out there. They wanted to play. Uh, you know, it's going to take time. They, they don't have the talent. I think Maryland and Michigan State are kind of on the same level. Maryland, though, I mean, they've, they've played, what, five games now? And yeah. I know the odds makers gave Maryland big love last week, and look what happened. But I think Rutgers is better than both these programs, to be honest. It might not show in the win. It, well, it is shown in the win column. Yeah, no. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna say, and I'll probably be wrong. I just looked at the two games last week. The odds makers took Maryland, but got beat, and Michigan State went out and they played. Again, they tried to hang in there with Penn State. Penn State is ten times better than them athletically, and it showed on the scoreboard. But I, I don't think they got embarrassed. They went out there and played. Right. Penn State has more athletes. I'm gonna take Michigan State by three and a half. Maryland minus two and a half. So, yeah, should be. A I'm not going to get mad about that. That's fine. I think both these teams are on equal footing. I just look yeah. to, I just look to the to the last game and the way both teams played. I thought if you, if you have to look at and grade both teams, I would have graded Michigan State higher than Maryland last week, and I think it'll carry over. And I think for Mel Tucker and and Maryland, they're really this is the last game we can finish this up. Maybe we get to a bowl depending on how these all shake out. But you know, it'll be a good game. I, I'm not going to argue that that line. I think that's more more appropriate than all the other lines they had out there. Yeah, so, I, I agree. That's cool. I think Michigan I State's going to win, though. Who do you think's going to win? I think Maryland by a close one. I think this line is kind of spot on. Um, I think Maryland close. I, I, I have no real you know crazy reasoning, but I just think Maryland's slightly more talented. Um, they lost to Rutgers in overtime on a field goal that they missed, so they could have very well made the field goal and you know went on to win in overtime. I don't take much from that, um, but yeah, I you know both these teams are below average. I just think Maryland gives some more excitement offensively, and so I I would go with Maryland barely, and they're at home, so you know no travel, but yeah, could I see it going either way? Absolutely. Last game, um, Big Ten championship. Here we go. Ohio State five and six and one, being played in Lucas Oil Stadium in in in, in Indianapolis, as it uh, has been for the last you know however many years. But so, the line on this one, Troy, Ohio State Northwestern. This is the one. This is the one. This is where I show my expertise of picking lines. It's gotta be close. Or Troy, it's gotta be close because it's the Big Ten title game. You got the two best teams in here, so it's gotta be really close, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got to be really close. Even though when Wisconsin had one of their better teams, they Ohio State beat them by what fifty-one to ten, something like that. Something ridiculous. Uh, and I'm looking at this game in Northwestern. I got to give them kudos. They're, they're having a great year. They've got a good, efficient offense. They've got a good defense. You're playing the beast in Ohio State on a neutral field indoors, where speed is going to matter. That Northwestern team, to me, is built on the run, built kind of for crappy weather, kind of like the Badgers. 
I'm going to say the odds makers have Ohio State favored by 23 and a half. You were close. Ohio State minus 20 and a half. So right around that three touchdown mark. I thought they'd I thought they'd tack on maybe a field goal, but hey, I'll take that. I've I've been kind of off the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to blame it on the COVID on the brain since I recovered <laughs> from COVID. But no, it's nice to, nice that I was close on that one. Yeah, I think I, and I think that line's right. I, I really do. Yeah. Just, yeah, just for what I said, I want to get your quick analysis on it. Don't let the fans go. But again, just the way the teams are built, Ohio State's the beast of the conference, and Northwestern really is, Kevin. They have an outdoor stadium. They're built on the run. They're built for the trenches. They're the big, beefy guys that want to control the line of scrimmage, which is great, especially when you're playing in the Big Ten West. But now you're playing Ohio State, who is based on speed and athletes. I don't think Northwestern keeps up. I, I, right. I'm not, I'm, right. Not saying, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, but I'm really going to have to think about maybe taking Ohio State in the points in this. I know that defense is good, but, man, that Ohio State offense is electrifying. Yeah, it is, and they're and they're fast. I might have to take Ohio State in the points, for real, like yeah, in a real parlay. Yeah, North, Northwestern. I mean, you're getting Ohio State off a quote unquote bye, so to say. Um, they'll be ready to fly. Um, could they be a little, uh, a little out of it at first? And it's the Big Ten title game. You are away from home. You're playing against a good defense who's been playing really good all year. Um, so could Northwestern jump ahead 10-3 to 3 at the end of the first quarter and you're Ohio State and you're looking like things aren't going your way and you haven't played in a while and you're playing a good defense? It, there, there's a way Northwestern, you could say there's a way Northwestern wins the game. Um, Ohio State's certainly lost to poorly talented teams in the past. It happens a lot Not this year. game, youngster. And I, I think the I word think you're looking for is they could come out sluggish. Yeah, I I don't think they lose either. I think, you know, they win by three or four scores. I think if I had to pick, I would say they cover the spread because I think they win by three plus scores, which would cover the spread of 20 and a half. Um, but th- yeah, that's why I'm liking that line youngster, that 20 and a half. That's why I'm liking it. It's only three touchdowns and we say it like it's nothing. It's only three touchdowns. But <laughs> Ohio state can score yeah. three touchdowns in five minutes. They can. I, I would not lock this um, just because of what I just mentioned um, going against, you know, my overall thinking that if I had to pick, I would say Ohio State minus 20 and a half, but I wouldn't lock it. I wouldn't put money on it just because I could see. I would. I would. I, I'm going to put it in the part. The only team I'm not putting in there is that Maryland-Michigan State one. There you go. Yeah, I, at the but, end of the day, yeah, I do think Ohio State is too electrifying. I think Northwestern's offense will not be able to do much. Um, Ohio State's defense isn't dominant, but I don't expect Northwestern to score more than 17, and I do expect Ohio State to put up numbers. Um, where has Ohio State been really, really good on defense the last couple of years, youngster? Where have they been really, really good? What do they do really, really well? I would say up front, you could say the secondary too. Um, but up front, I mean, why they is the secondary good, front. youngster? Why is that secondary so good? Right. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State, and I know Northwestern has a very good offensive line, but that 58 rushes for 200 and some odd yards, if 400, they if they run if if Northwestern runs 58 total plays, I would be surprised. Right. I, I, 
and because here's my here's my other thought on this. Ohio State, where are they at in the college football poll right now, youngster, for the playoff? They're four. I mean, they, they need four. to win. They need to, you, know, you can make an argument. They need to impress a little bit. So They need to win, and they need to impress. And you don't think Day knows that? You don't think right. that has been the message to the players starting before last before the before the, when they knew the Michigan game was canceled, and then the Big Ten said you're playing in the championship game. Starting that day, they went to every single one of his players and said, "We have to impress the committee. We have to win this game. We have to dominate. We have to literally annihilate Northwestern to show the committee that even though we've only played six games, we're one of the best in the country." That's why I think that twenty and a half point spread is going to be probably in hand by the end of the third quarter. I really believe that because that is going to be the message at Ohio State from, from day. We've got to impress the – and he may not say it in those words to the players, but that is the message going down to these players. Is we're not taking our foot off the gas. We're going to prove that we're the best team in the country. We're going to show them, show them, show them, and here's how we're going to do it. And I don't think he takes his foot off the gas. Like in a normal year, you know, like if, if they were a solid lock at number two and it was like 35 to 10, okay, maybe you get some backups in. I don't think he takes them out. I think he's going to go and he's going to keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, and it's going to be like 40-something to 10. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, fair enough. I, I could see it as well, and I, I agree with you. I have nothing more to add, really. <laughs> you know. All I, right, I, well. I them, so I'm poured out. Well, then let's let the wonderful fans go. And for those, I doubt that you're going to go all the way to the end of the show, and we're not going to give you the answers to the two questions. But they were in the beginning, and they were in the middle. Hope you yep. enjoy the get-to-know-the-youngster-and-old-man holiday giveaway on the Inner Peak Coffee virtual studio line. Again, if you've made it this far, simple rules. Take the answers we gave you, find us on LinkedIn, find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and you have to find Talking Sports with the Youngster and Old Man. Those are the three accounts. You have to follow the account and put the answers in a direct message. Do not answer the post, otherwise it will be deleted if I can delete them. I don't know if I can delete Twitter, but... We just don't want the answers flying out there. We will not say if you're correct. We will not say if you're wrong. But put them in a direct message. And then, youngster, a very, very nice gift for everyone. Bonus points. Everybody likes bonus points. If you retweet or share the holiday giveaway post that has the questions, you receive one bonus point, which could be very big when it comes down to the end of week three. That's all I got, youngster. Anything else? I do not. I do not. I actually, uh, I'm actually on the, uh, in the middle of walking my dog right now. So. Nice. (laughs) Your dog dog is actually going to play a role in this holiday giveaway at some point. There we go. I actually had myself on, on mute, Troy. Um, You are right. There will be a question about my dog. Um, But, I actually had myself on mute because the dog was going nuts and and barking at me to let her outside. But well, I've anywho. already done a show at Walmart. I mean, I've done the same way. Like people <laughs> wouldn't even know. 
the joys of technology and the joys of being able to record on the Inner Peak Coffee virtual studio line. That gives us that flexibility. Enjoy the show today, As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive-thru or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.